Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Good morning. It is Friday, November 17th. It's five minutes after 10. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So the special counsel, Robert Herr, he's uh, not expected to charge anybody in connection with the mishandling of classified documents at various locations connected to President Biden. Oh, well, what do you know, Casey? Are we surprised? Who didn't see that coming? So Trump's on trial for his life. And well, somehow Biden had something from the 1970s which mm-hmm. meant he would have been a senator, mm-hmm. which means the only way we would have seen that is in a, what do they call that, a skiff? A skiff. A skiff, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty clear what goes in and out of that, but <laughs> no big deal. And Well, it just so happens that Joe Biden's drug addict son uh, was there at the time, too, and that's also not a big deal. Everybody go home. Everybody, it's all good here. Nothing to see. Move along. Okay, so this is uh, about those classified documents that were found at the Penn Biden Center in Washington, D.C., also in Wilmington, Delaware, you know, the by, the, by the Corvette. You know, you know the thing, Casey. You know the thing. This is why people hate their government. This is why nobody trusts the government. This is why people believe that the, you know, when you see things like, you know, elections are rigged, stuff like this. Hey, if, 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 if it's no, okay, first of all, if it's no big deal, why is there a law, number one? Mm-hmm. And, and that's a worthwhile conversation to have. But also, if it's no big deal and everybody goes home, then okay. Hey, Fine, this is a stupid, outdated law. We're not going with this anymore. Everybody goes home, fine. But now you have one guy who's running for president. He's about to be on trial for his life over it. And you got another guy who's the sitting president who has stuff from even before he was vice president, which there's no logical way he's supposed to have. Absolutely no way he should have had that. And he's going to get to walk free. This is why there is such distrust, disdain, and -and out-and-out hatred for the government in this country. Because people see this crap, Casey. They see it, and they say, this is not equal administration of justice. You're doing one thing to one guy because you don't like him or politics Mm -hmm. and you're letting the other guy go because you do. Okay, so listen to this. Uh, Robert Herr and his team, Mm -hmm. they're compiling a detailed report Mm -hmm. after a year-long probe Uh into this, right? Mm -hmm. This report is expected to go into detail about what they found Mm -hmm. during their investigation. And the report is supposed to be completed by the end of the year. But the timeline could move just a little bit. No, yes. I mean, you can't hold government accountable to anything, Casey. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a timeline. Can you imagine if you had a like a, a, a project in the private sector, like, okay, Casey, here's an example. You were on television for years and, mm-hmm. and you did a daily television show. Is yep. that correct? Yes. Correct. Can you imagine if you'd have just told your bosses, well, you know, we may have a show tomorrow, <laughs> but the timeline might move. Maybe, maybe we'll just take a couple days off. We may have a radio show today, but- the timeline may slide. Uh, you've got a, a building project. You know, I know we had promised to have this project, this McDonald's done by this day because, mm-hmm. well, mm-hmm. You're, a, you're a multinational corporation and you plan to open things and staffing and things like that. But maybe it'll be done this day. Maybe it'll be done three months from now. The timeline might slide a little bit. <laughs> we just don't know what's going on. Uh, can you imagine? <laughs> oh, we scheduled your open heart surgery for tomorrow, but the timeline may switch. Who knows? Uh, you know that this is just making Donald Trump 
furious, by the way. And speaking of Donald Trump, he's holding a lead in New Hampshire. There's been a new poll that has been conducted. And guess who's in second place there? Who's that? Nikki Haley. Oh, boy. Now, I'm going to bet this poll, though, was taken before her little spiel where she said nobody should be able to be anonymous on the Internet. Yes, it, it, it was. You're correct there. So that, that could change it just a little bit. But you've got uh, Donald Trump, and then it's followed by Nikki Haley, and then Chris Christie. Yeah. Which is a little change up because it used to be Ron DeSantis in that slot. Well, Ron DeSantis is clearly not done well collectively and he has kind of made it very clear that he's putting all his eggs in the Iowa basket and truthfully New Hampshire is a state given its rather independent streak there's not a lot of kind of traditional conservatives in New Hampshire if you look at the people who have done well in New Hampshire in the past it, it doesn't it doesn't set up well for someone like Ron DeSantis so that's not that's not too too surprising. Okay, so the undecideds, they're even more divided. This poll says that 25% back Haley, 24% support Trump, and then 24% support Chris Christie. Wait, you're telling me that this poll is saying that Nikki Haley is winning in New Hampshire? With undecided Oh, voters. with undecided. Okay, thank you. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, that's not what the poll says, I and I was never going to correct you because you're- it's With your, undecided voters. Yeah, okay. So, But how, again, how could you be undecided at this point? If you're a per- I maintain that most of the people who list themselves as undecided probably aren't going to vote, period. Mm-hmm. Because at this point, if you're remotely paying attention, there's so much difference between these these candidates, or at least when you compare Nikki Haley and Trump and Chris Christie. How could you possibly be like, gee, I don't really know who I like? I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. So I asked you yesterday, has there ever been somebody who declared their vice president running mate yes, before the primary? Yes, Ted Cruz did that in... Uh, this was in 2016. He was losing badly, mm-hmm. and he needed a Hail Mary. And mm-hmm. so he, uh, oh, hell, uh, this is this is terrible. She was the lady. She was the, like the CEO, Carly Fiorina. Mm-hmm. He's the one that Trump made famously said something like, who could vote for that face or something like that? And Cruz was way behind, and so he threw a little Hail Mary there at the end and said, hey, if you vote for me, know that this is going to be my vice presidential pick to try to pick up people who had supported her, and obviously that didn't go very well. Yeah. Well, and when I asked you, do they ever declare the vice president running mate before the primaries, you said only if they're really desperate. And I'm starting to wonder if that's something that Ron DeSantis is going to look Well, you have a theory, right, on this? I do have a theory because I saw a picture of the two of them together, Uh and the wheels started spinning in my brain. Oh, and that is always something that's interesting when the wheels start spinning in your brain. What did the wheels come up with? What, the the wheels on the bus go round and round. <laughs> uh, the wheels on this bus said that uh, Ron DeSantis is looking at Kim Reynolds from you, Iowa. You know, it's not a bad thing, Casey. That's not mm-hmm. a bad theory at all. It's actually a pretty interesting one because if... Look, only Ron DeSantis knows what the actual polling says because all of these campaigns have done their own internal polling. Yeah. And, you know... At some point, you have to have a pretty frank and honest discussion with your candidate about where it's at and what's going on. And if indeed it still shows him down 15 or 20 points in Iowa, which is highly possible, um, then that's not a bad idea. Because if you can't, if he doesn't win Iowa or at least come very, very close, he's, he's done. He's done. Yeah. He's done because he's not going to probably compete in New Hampshire. He's got to be able to have a, 
legitimate way to get to South Carolina. I just think DeSantis might be able to do okay in South Carolina if he could get there. So not a, not a bad theory at all. Well, because she's very popular in Iowa, sure, right? Absolutely. She's already endorsed him. And when I saw the picture of the two of them together, I thought, oh, is this a thing? Wasn't it? it, 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 it this allows us, Casey, to go back in the time machine to 2016 when Ted Cruz was endorsed by Mike Pence for Indiana right here on these very airwaves. <laughs> and, well, Ted Cruz lost by nine gajillion votes to Donald Trump because nobody likes Mike Pence. Mm-hmm. It is 13 minutes after 10. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So the man who broke into Nancy Pelosi's San Francisco home violently attacked her husband, Paul Pelosi. He was found guilty on federal assault and assault kidnapping charges Mm -hmm. yesterday. Uh, He he testified in his own defense. Yes. Big mistake. Well, I think the evidence was somewhat overwhelming. Yes. Again, I'm not a man of the law, Casey. Mm -hmm. However, my guess would be that his attorneys probably told him, dude, you really guilty. (laughs) And the only chance you got is maybe to get some sort of sympathy or insanity or whatever. I don't know. But I think the cards had pretty much been dealt when the police came to the door and he attacked the guy with the hammer. Mm -hmm. So uh, he described to jurors how he went there to talk to the former speaker about the alleged Russian involvement in the 2016 election. Yes. Something I'm sure a lot of people would like to do. Sure, absolutely. However, the difference is you don't break into her house and attack her husband with a hammer. Um, Yeah, that's probably a bad move, and by probably definitely a bad move. And doing it in front of the cops was also not really a a good move. And uh, yeah, didn't go well for this guy. However, it does... It does give us an opportunity to remind people that mental health issues are very real, and there are many, many people who suffer various from them with various levels of severity. It does not make you a bad person. It does not make you a weak person. It does not make you a less than person. If you are somebody who suffers with mental health, whatever level to which that might be, to get help and acknowledge that you need help and and get yourself taken care of. He faces up to life in prison. Okay, so it is 15 minutes after 10 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC, and you were busy last night. I uh, so when I when we come back, I want to talk about government, mm-hmm. and it's something that I saw last night that I've been talking about for a very very long time, and it played out like right in front of my eyes. And as they were talking about this and they were doing this, I was said, "Oh my gosh, we've talked about this so many times on this show, yeah. and it is happening, and it is how people in the government think and how elected people think." And it is one of a major reason that we are in the condition we are we are in this country on so many levels. All right, we'll get to it next from 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. On 93 WIBC. So last night you were at a, uh, what, a, a town hall meeting? Uh, no, it was, an, it was an official meeting. An official one? A bunch of them still didn't show up to that one either, but I went to an official was meeting. Was there more than one there representative? There was three there this time. Three of the five made it this okay. time so they could have the meeting. Um, <laughs> so I'm watching in the, I'm, you know, sitting in the back with me and my other uh, rowdy friends, and we're, you know, just 
having a great time seeing the go- local government there in Brownsburg just take as much from us as they possibly can. And we had another public hearing on the pool. And of course, they have no new information for the pool. Mm-hmm. And you get up and say, what am I supposed to comment on? And they just stare at you and go, you know, so we're totally being, you know, manipulated and lied to into Steve. And again, just public service announcement. If you're thinking about buying a home in Brownsburg, don't. If you're thinking about starting a business in Brownsburg, don't. If you think if you think about doing anything in the town of Brownsburg, don't, because these are some of the most deceptive, awful people imaginable calling the shots over there. And so they so earlier this year, case in point, earlier this year, they had this big thing about whether they were going to raise the water and sewer rates. Remember mm-hmm. that? We talked about that. Yep. And, and they didn't do it, right? right? Remember, they didn't do it. And they came on here and said, oh my gosh, they've been a rare, confused, probably accidental Right, you act actually of, gave them props yes, for they, that. They did something for the people. And then they said, well, hang on here a second. We know we've already voted not to do that, but we have an opportunity, Casey, to get some cheap money. What do you mean you have an opportunity to get some cheap money? We can get this loan from the state to do these water improvements, but we have to raise our water and sewer rates in order to, to do this. So think about this. This is the state of Indiana that's run by Republicans, right? Okay, the low taxes, limited government. Mm-hmm. They're telling lo- a local government, we'll give you this money mm-hmm. really cheap. Mm-hmm. However, in order to get the money really cheap, You've got to stick it to your citizens and raise their taxes because that's what, if you own a public utility, that is a tax increase. You can't opt out of drinking water. You can't opt out of your toilets flushing. So it's, (laughs) you have, you know, there is no other public utility you can go to because it's a monopoly. Mm -hmm. So the state of Indiana, the Republicans who control the state, are telling municipalities, We'll give you, we will essentially bribe you with cheap money, then you can get cheaper, then you can get on the open market. We, the government, state government, yeah. will give you this money cheaper than you can get it somewhere else. But in order to get the money, you're going to have to stick it to your citizens. Okay, I, I have a couple questions. Does that make sense? No, it doesn't. <laughs> exactly. Thank so, you. I have a couple questions. Uh, do they have a, a lower interest rate or something yeah, so, on yes. this loan? Yes. So that's where it, the it's a, it's a, quote unquote cheap money correct. comes in. Okay, so so some of us who actually give a damn about the people we live in, with, and around um, said, wait a second. You guys just made a big deal about not raising the rates, Mm -hmm. and yet here you are now because you can get this air quote, you know, cheap money. Yeah, you're going to raise the rates. So they start out this this uh, this it's a a public hearing process because it you know it involves a bond, so they go through a public hearing process, and they admit. In this discussion before the public hearing, yeah, hey, we the town have ninety million dollars sitting in a savings account. So the bond is six, right? And I think we would all agree that infrastructure, water, sewer, mm-hmm. roads, bridges, sidewalks, those are all things that we as a public, even limited government people like me would say, yes, absolutely, that is a good use of my tax money to fund a public infrastructure. Yeah. Absolutely. So wait a second. You have ninety million sitting in a savings account. And this project is six, but you're not going to take the money from, from the 90 million that you account. have to fund the six, but yet you've got 18 million that you're prepared to allocate for a pool, for a swimming pool. Right. So the best part about government is if you actually make them talk and work through it. And this is one <laughs> thing I'm actually pretty good at is goading people into talking and having to say stupid things out loud. One of the council members, uh, his logic on this, Casey, yeah. was, 
Well, the interest rate we get on the savings account is something like 5.2%. Okay. And the interest rate we're getting on the water loan would be 2.6%. So, in terms of, and he didn't use this phraseology, but it's it's what he was saying, and I'll get to that in a second. In terms of what's best for the entity itself, well, making 5.2% on our $90 million mm-hmm. is better to do so that we'll get because we can get this money for 2.6% over here, but we make 5.2% over here. And so in his mind, what's best for the entity is to do this. And this is something we have talked about on this show. So does that make sense? In his way of thinking, well, in my own life, if I had an opportunity to get 5.2% interest on my money, and then I could take out a loan for 2.6% for something else, Mm -hmm. that would make sense. Yeah. But he's the problem is this guy, these people, the the administration, the elected officials, they're treating the entity as a human being. And we've talked about this so many times on this program that your job as an elected official is not to serve the entity. The town of Brownsburg is not a human being. It doesn't breathe. It doesn't need food to live. It doesn't need shelter. It's an idea. It's not an actual thing. You don't serve the town of Brownsburg. You serve the people in the town. You serve the people of Brownsburg. Mm -hmm. And so I got up there during the public hearing. I said, you guys are doing it again. (laughs) You're doing it again. You're doing the very thing Mm -hmm. that just drives me insane, where you're putting the idea of something, the entity, the Mm -hmm. non-existent thing ahead of the people who actually make up the thing. You have more than enough money in this savings account to do this project in full. Without the loan. Without the loan, which means no rate increase to the elderly, the poor, the mm-hmm. middle class people. Mm-hmm. And by the way, this this guy who said this, he lives in a very nice house and he lives a very nice life and he's been very successful um, in the private sector and good on him. I'm happy for him. But the flippant way in which he talked about as though 5 or 10 or $15 a month for people who will have to pay it is no, big, no big deal. deal. And I got up there and I said to him, I said, to you, it is no big deal because you're rich. I don't know. I can't remember exactly what his house is. I think it's six or $700,000 is the home on the government website is what it's appraised at. Mm-hmm. Good for him. I'm happy for him. I don't begrudge him for that. But to act like to someone who lives in a hundred or $150,000 home or an 80-year-old little old lady who's on fixed income, mm-hmm. it is a big deal to her. And for you to be so flippant about the 5 or 10 or $15 a month, which comes out to $50, $100, $150 over the course of the year, that that doesn't matter and that you're putting the entity ahead of that person... This is why we're in the situation it's in. Everybody's to blame in this case, and it's the best analogy I could come up with. You have the Republican-controlled state government who is bribing, essentially, municipalities to take out more debt. It is bribing municipalities to raise taxes, essentially, on their residents. And again, this is coming from the Republican-controlled state government. And then you have a group of supposedly Republicans in the local government who are just looking at this going, yeah, that looks good. Yeah, this is a great idea. Why don't they want to use part of the $90 million in the savings account to pay for it? Because they think the way this guy thinks. They're defending the entity mm. over the people. Yeah. And this is where it all comes full circle. 
There are so few people in elected office anymore, Casey, who actually care about the people, who actually worry about the ramification on the little old lady or the single mother of three kids or the people who are barely scraping by. It's all about how would this impact me? And this is one of the three guys, by the way, Casey, who just gave himself a $5,000 raise of public money. So, yeah. That five or ten or fifteen bucks a month ain't gonna mean jack crap to him mm-hmm. until we start electing people who put the people over the institutions. We are going to continue to fail. It is Kendall and Casey. It's ten twenty six on ninety three WIBC. It's time to hear from you, Kendall and Casey present voicemails. Brought to you by QC Kinetics for non-surgical regenerative medicine treatments at 317-559-PAIN. No worries, we're going to MacGyver this show together today. 317-684-8444. That's the phone number if you'd like to contribute to our voicemails, yes. questions, comments, smart remarks, whatever is on your mind. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So this morning, uh, you and I both got caught up in a little bit of traffic when we were downtown this morning on our way into work. Have you, have you ever just sat in a line full of traffic mm-hmm. and you see the big sign on the interstate that says accident ahead slow uh, you know expect delays yeah and it has dawned on you that that once again anytime the weather changes humanity just forgets how to drive, how to drive. An, an automobile yeah exactly that was the problem this morning it was like a little sprinkle and people forget how to drive and so i got to see a lovely uh, <laughs> detour of the city and the you know the abandoned industrial yard there by uh uh, Lucas Oil Stadium has mm-hmm. never looked uh, better. I mean, I, I got to tell you, it, it was just so warm and inviting. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'm sure just mm-hmm. all sorts of uh, just very welcoming things are taking place in there. And man, boy, just we got a lot of really upstanding areas of this city. Joe Hogsett is doing a phenomenal job. I get to see that wonderful drive every morning, yeah, Bob. Boy, it's it, cheerful, is, isn't, isn't it? it? Isn't it just, uh, it yeah. just makes you feel better about yourself? Yeah. Well, there's uh, a lot of uh, extra people downtown yes. this weekend. Who are these people? Uh, wearing some pink hats. Yes. Somebody called to let us know who they are. Good morning, everybody, including those to young adults here for the NCYC. That's the National Catholic Youth Conference, and it's meeting in Indianapolis oh. again. It's a popular city with them. This is a national thing. You will see many polite young people walking around Indianapolis uh, this weekend. They uh, are not quite in numbers as the FFA when they come here to town, but they're a strong number, and they are here to practice, renew, and strengthen their faith in God. So I'll let you know about that. Also, they'll be wearing maybe colorful hats like pink hats and other outfits. And Hammer yesterday alluded to the fact he didn't know why all these people in pink hats were walking around the circle. Yeah. That's why. Okay. This is a good group of kids. Our son participated in several cities other than Indianapolis, but Indianapolis seems to be the favorite home for these folks to come to on an annual basis about this time of the year. Mm -hmm. Well, a big welcome to all these uh, young people here and their chaperones. Please, Indianapolis always leaves the door open for these kids and their uh, adult uh, chaperones and enjoy them being here. Well, now I feel very bad about all those things I said to myself in my car as it took them 93 (laughs) minutes to get across the uh, the crosswalk there. Mm -hmm. So, uh, 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 
I really don't regret all the things I said, but now I feel a little bad about it. Feel a little re- yeah. remorse. Because they were moving quite slowly through yeah. the crosswalk. So that's the National Catholic Youth Conference that is in town. Okay, Rob, yesterday we had a big interview. We had the uh, attorneys of that former Brownsburg student. Uh, they say that they have another video showing his abuse at the hands of the school personnel. This was the kid who was forced to eat his own vomit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Catherine, uh, Michael, and... Tammy Meyer are their names. Yep. They gave a great uh, detail. Uh, the what they claim is now a second video showing this kid being abused, um, and I believe it took place after the vomit eating incident, is what they said. Mm-hmm. And they also toured the quiet room. A, yep. a hearing officer forced the school. And that was the takeaway, right? Is that the school Brownsburg Community School Corporation? who is supposed to be for the children, yep. the school and more importantly, the school police officers, according to them, are fighting them at every turn trying to get information because even maybe more important than this kid who was abused, they believe there's more kids who have been abused. And if you're a school corporation, you should be do, doing everything in your power to find out who has been impacted by this. And yet the exact opposite is happening. So this hearing officer forced the school to let these attorneys view this quiet room. And it sounds like something out of a Stephen King novel that these kids get thrown into. Yeah. So the lawyers say that they're still gathering evidence for the lawsuit and they're trying to track down more witnesses, yeah. parents, teachers, legal documents to strengthen their legal case against the Brownsburg schools. Of course, if you have any information, that number is 317-703-2170. But uh, our our friend Trucker John actually called and he wanted to, he was uh, moved and touched by the story. So he wanted to share his story about his special needs son. Hey Rob and Casey. Uh, Listen to that interview with the lawyers about the deal for the child and Brownsburg. It just it disgusts me. Um, you know, I'm not home as much as I like being a truck driver. You know, as you know, I've told you guys before. And, you know, my son, he's a senior down in the school district he's in, and he's a special needs child. He's actually in one of those life skills type programs. And, you know, me and his mother, we keep as much tabs on his schooling and his teachers as, you know, her more than me because she's the one who's home and, you know, we're divorced and all that, but she does what she can, keeps me informed, and the teachers at this particular school that he goes to seem to be pretty good, and he seems to like them and all that, but I, I just hear the behavior and how those teachers and that school just can treat those children. I, I'm not going to lie, I'm 40 years old, and I used to be pretty wild when I was younger, and I'd get into some trouble, you know, and, if my son were subjected to anything near what's been reported on, I'd be in jail already. I just, I'm just begging all the parents out there, especially the ones with special needs students, just keep an eye open. I, 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 I know I usually call happy and joking, but this it disgusts me to know in having a child with special needs myself. Um, I just. Everybody pray for that child, any other child that goes to the Brownsburg School District. Um, Y'all have a good one. I'm sorry to be a downer today. Uh, He's right. And um, the fact that Jim Snap, the superintendent, still has a job out there. I mean, the fact that they're fighting. The school system is fighting these attorneys. From gathering information. Who now Mm -hmm. say, look, I'm a taxpayer in Brownsburg. 
I fund that school system. Yeah. I want these attorneys, and I realize there's probably going to be a financial ramification for this, but I want these attorneys to get this information. I want these attorneys to find out where other kids, as they now believe, were harmed in this process. And the fact that Jim snapped the superintendent out there and the fact that that school board out there is not opening the door to these people and now is using the cops, the school cops, to also put up roadblocks. That's pathetic, Casey. That is That makes you a pathetic person. If you are fighting, getting information out on who has been abused in your school system, shouldn't you want them to have every single videotape imaginable so that if there's nothing on there, as we all hope there is not, you can go see this was an isolated incident. Right. These teachers were rogue actors. Yep. And they can't even say it happened one time, it sounds like, according to these attorneys, because yep. they've claimed there's another video. Yeah. It, it it definitely gives out the perception that this school system has something to hide and it involves special needs students potentially and who knows what that is that they're trying to hide and instead of doing what we teach kids to do which is right from wrong and when you make a mistake own, own up it. to it apologize and correct the situation it seems like they are continuing to facilitate the inability to find out who has been harmed and again as a as a resident and as a taxpayer that's that's gross that this guy is making a six-figure salary jim snap the superintendent and the school board is standing behind him because there's no way a reasonable person would say he doesn't know that quiet room exists there's no he's the superintendent casey mm -hmm. Are we led to believe that there are just rooms in school buildings and the superintendent has no idea that they exist? Well, and if he's going to use that as a defense that he doesn't know that that room exists, that's incompetence. Yes. So which one do you want? And if you are a person, because Brownsburg has been very good, and many of these school systems are very good in this state, Casey, especially in central Indiana. Well, we're the number whatever school mm -hmm. system. Number one, blue ribbon, four star. The average person has no idea what that means. We've gone through the failure rates at even your upper echelon schools. What was it in Brownsburg? Like thir something like 36% of kids were failing mm -hmm. the, the, the test. I don't remember the exact number. It's, it's pathetic. And if that is why you're willing to excuse this, you need to really check yourself. Every person, regardless of who, you're a Democrat, you're a Republican, you're independent, you have a vested interest in finding out what's going on in your school systems. And again, I remain amazed that every media outlet in central Indiana is not all over this story. Yeah. Why are we the only ones that are talking about now, this? Now, I was told yesterday that there's some people who heard that interview in media in central Indiana mm -hmm. who are going to start asking are going to start asking some questions. But wow, just just unbelievable what's going on. And, and thank goodness for those attorneys. Yeah. Those women are very, very brave, and they are fighters. Yep, and hopefully they'll keep fighting as well. Okay, we've got, uh, you know, people call, and they normally address you and I or Kevin. Yeah. They talk to us. Sure. This is a different phone call. Somebody is using the voicemail line to send a message to one of your favorite oh, people. Oh, goodness. I can't wait to hear this. They have a message for Jim Banks. Oh, no. This message is for Jim Banks and his people. I'm tired of hearing about your campaign commercial over and over again, threatening to deport all these illegal aliens. You clowns can't even get your stuff together in Congress to go ahead and impeach my, my orcas. So why should I believe that you're going to 
deport one single illegal alien if you get elected to the Senate. Jim, just go ahead and back out right now, because I guarantee you, even if you win the primary, I will vote against you, even if it means voting for a Democrat, because you're just as useless as every other clown up there in Washington, D.C. Have a wonderful weekend. Uh, Casey, uh, I have no idea who that caller was. I did not in any way pay or encourage that person to make that phone call, but... I, it's hard to say I, I disagree with it. Mm-hmm. I mean, the metamorphosis of Jim Banks the past year has been really disappointing because Jim used to be a pretty reliably conservative mm-hmm. guy who was a guy you kind of could look at and say, hey, look, there's a, you know some hope that this guy might be someday a future leader and a guy who has some backbone. But he has totally sold out this past year to the establishment and look, he's probably going to be the senator. They're probably going to be able to keep John Rust off the ballot. I hope not. I hope that he has some competition. Certainly if he's the Republican nominee for U.S. Senate, unless he gets caught in an alley somewhere, he's going to be the, the, you know, U.S. Senator from Indiana because the Democrats are totally inept in this state. But man, what a colossal disappointment that guy has been and um, pretty shameless about all of it. I think it's really interesting that that caller used uh, the voicemail in a different way. Yeah, good for him. To go directly to uh, his representative. Yeah, absolutely. Good on him. Okay, we've got uh, two more quick phone calls. While I was on vacation last week, apparently you said something derogatory about me. Which you can't find. I, I don't you know. Can't, you, I nobody's to, been able to produce that. I tried to get to the bottom of it, but of course. Fake news. Our listeners had my back. Fake news. And they know oh. what you said. Uh-oh. Oh, no. They know what you did. Uh-oh. Here we go. Here's the first call. Yeah, in regards to that caller who said that Rob called Casey something, uh, the only thing I can think of was uh, you, you called her an old lady. What? You were playing, I think, Fogelberg, and <laughs> you said, "Oh, let it play. The old lady's gone. Let her, let her play." I'm like, it's not that big of a deal. She's older than you. You can call people older than you an old lady or an old man, just like when older people address people younger uh-huh. than them, call them young lady, young man. It, uh-huh. It's really a nothing burger. So, uh-huh. like, I, I barely paid attention to it, but um, <laughs> that's the only thing I can think of. Because I, I, I remember laughing when you said it because I thought it was funny. But, yeah, it's just someone trying to start drama. So ignore You him. called me an old lady? I, what? Uh, to steal a line from the from the former President Bill Clinton, mm-hmm. it depends what, on what the meaning of the word is. <laughs> is. Yeah, I thought he insulted your age. Of course he yeah, did. I he wasn't does sure. it every day. Yeah. <laughs> Rob, you need to be nice. I'm older and wiser and more experienced than him. Yeah, I'm but- not going to exploit your youth <laughs> and inexperience to my advantage. All right. You, you doubted him? You doubted him? Original caller. OG caller called back with, with the evidence. Oh. Hey, call him back to prove I'm not crazy. Have a listen. It Very well done. It is the Kindle and Casey show. Can the offspring? Can just let it, let it go? I think it's just Vogelberg all day today. I love that. Zero objection. Zero. You got any Nirvana over there? The old lady is gone. Let's use this time to the best of our ability. <laughs> The old lady is gone. There you go. You did. You call me an old lady. 
Oh, boy. If you could only go back to the days when you were just a young junior producer. <laughs> Hammers. I, in, in fairness, look, I tried even less then than I do now, and that's a pretty low bar to hop over. <laughs> Hammer's going to join us next. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. It is 1051 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Hammer joins us in the studio, and it is Friday. You know what that means. It's time for me to see how fat I am. <laughs> now, I have offered you, because I am a good and decent human being, because you've yeah. had some family stuff going on. Yeah. I've offered you a free pass this week. Yeah, you did. Um, because I don't want to win your money this way. I want you to grovel and give me that money, <laughs> and I want you to lose it the right way of you being a just giant tub of lard. Well, thank you. I appreciate the kind words, Rob, I do. And seriously, thank uh, you, Casey, and thank you, Rob. You guys have been really kind to my family. It's been a rough week, yeah. rough uh, stretch of time here. But, uh, yeah, it's been wild because my eating schedule is way off yeah. whack. It's late-night meals, people bringing food over to the family. Mm -hmm. You know, it's been crazy. But I feel like I've been good on portion control. Yeah. I haven't, like, made a complete just hoss of myself. Sure. Well, you probably had a little bit of an upset stomach as well. You don't feel like eating a whole lot. Yeah. Like some people, when they get, you know, emotional or sad or they're depressed or mm -hmm. whatever, they eat. Yeah. I'm the other way around. Oh, yeah. I kind of drink so um so let's see what we're at like again the whole bit here is that at beginning of the uh, well toward the end of the summer we decided that every friday i was going to come in on your show and mm -hmm. weigh in yep. because to quote rob kendall i was as large as a baby elephant. that's true that's not not even an exaggeration you weighed 271 pounds which is a baby elephant's like 265 i think yeah so, you so august 11th i was 271 yeah and every week i come in to step on a scale and if i lose weight or tie survive in advance perfect the goal was to lose 50 pounds but if I gain weight, I've got to put $5 into a virtual pot that Rob Kendall will inevitably blow at the Applebee's yeah. and Brown's. I've only got $5 so far this year. It's not even enough to buy an appetizer. Yeah. I've been gifted three timeouts, and I've used one. Yep. And uh, let's see where we're at. Last week, I was at 241.8. Now, in fairness, you have not weighed in since the 27th of December of October because you were gone. So we're on like, what is that? That's two, two and a half, three weeks. I mean, it's been a while. And that includes a colonoscopy, yep. which I had a bunch of weight loss, but that wasn't yeah. an accurate reading. Yeah. We've had like losses in the family. It's been crazy. So let's see where we're at. Yeah, all right. I feel here like this could go either way. Here goes week. Hammer. He's uh, shuffling over to the scale. You can see his thighs now, which is nice. <laughs> <laughs> there he goes. Yeah, he did. took his watch off and threw it across the room. He was that concerned about being over. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was going to be a photo finish, and we were close. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. last week, we were 241.8. Today, 240.6. That means we are down approximately 30 pounds yeah. from August. Yeah. That's fantastic. So, all right. Uh, we got to talk about uh, somebody owes us money, Hammer. 
I Man. mean, I think we use different betting houses, but the betting houses owe us money. So last night in that Bengals and Ravens game, mm-hmm. we each had action going on that involved Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, that's right. Yep. We had a bet on touchdown passes thrown. That's correct. We had a bet on the Bengals getting points, that's among right. other things. Mm-hmm. Well, Joe Burrow was injured and was not on the injury report. That's right. And we were cruising towards victory uh a quarter through the game. I mean, we were we were checking all the boxes, you know, in a parlay. Right. Starting seeing what could be problems, what's looking mm-hmm. good for you. We were looking good on all the stuff that we were doing. We were checking every box, but Joe Burrow injured his wrist yeah. in the first quarter yeah. and left the game. Yeah. Now, he'd thrown one touchdown pass already. That's correct. Our toes were tapping. Yes. But he wasn't on the injury report. And then we found out during the broadcast that when he arrived in Baltimore. He was already hurt. He was already hurt and had a big brace on his wrist. Uh There's video of it. Uh So I don't know if I would have made those bets. I wouldn't have. Had I known Joe Burrow had a major injury going into Baltimore of all places. And now apparently the league is investigating because that is a huge no-no for this exact reason. The NFL knows, hey, sports betting, of which I think they get portions of this, is a multi-gajillion dollar industry. Mm -hmm. And you got the right to know as a better if everybody's coming in healthy or questionable or whatever and so there could be huge fines for the Bengals we don't know what's going to come of this but yeah we got screwed I think the betting houses should give us our money back now Burrow has been dealing with injuries all year like calf injuries and other things but nothing about a wrist right. was on the injury report. And the Ravens, man, they're a team that always brings the heat. They're yeah. going to blitz you. They're going to hit you. Um, I thought we were dealing with a pretty healthy Joe Burrow last night, but it wasn't the case. After that final throw, he couldn't even hold a football. Yeah. Well, they should put the Bengals on an episode of American Greed right now because uh, <laughs> millions of people could have lost money because of this. Do you, you think know, he even told anybody he was injured or he was just trying to keep that on the down low? Well, the Bengals had to have known because he had a big brace on his wrist when he arrived in bowling. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't going bowling, Casey. <laughs> and this is the second time this year I've kind of been screwed on a first quarter injury. Yeah. There was a game against the Houston Texans, the Colts were playing, and I had a prop on Anthony Richardson back when he was still in the lineup yeah. on rushing yards. And in the first quarter, he was tearing it up. Yeah. We were on our way. And then he scores a touchdown and gets a concussion and never returns. Yeah. So, At least he got hurt on the field of play, though. It wasn't like he walked into the game injured in that case. It still stinks. You still right. got screwed. Because I almost had it in the first quarter for the game total yeah. and got denied. Yeah, I uh, somebody owes me some money. <laughs> and you know how I am when people owe me money, Casey. It can, it can be, it can yeah, be 20, like a bulldog. 20 cents. It doesn't matter to me. Mm-hmm. Have I, you uh, seen Dave Portnoy's Twitter account? Yeah. Because... <laughs> I have a feeling guy. he had some money on Bengals and Joe Burrow as well. Yeah, what what he tweet? It was all in caps or exclamation points. Refund. Yeah. <laughs> feeling the same thing. Hey, what's coming up this afternoon? It is Friday. It's beer sample Friday. We're going to have a good time, kickstart the weekend, and talk about the biggest stories in Indy. Excellent, Hammer. Thank you. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.